He'll come back for the second. India have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wild. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is Siddhartha Vaidyanathan at Sidvi on Twitter. And uh, today I'm joined by the regular crew to talk about uh, India's 1-0 victory in the series against New Zealand. Uh, recently concluded series, uh, famous for Ajaz Patel getting all 10 wickets in an innings, uh, which we will of course talk about. So yeah, uh, full house today. Uh, Ashoka at AB Van, Mahesh at Cornered, and Kartikeya at Cricketing View. Hello, welcome everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, good. All are present. Attendance has been taken. So, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, want to uh, mention again for those who aren't aware that uh, we at 81 All Out recently republished uh, a classic cricket book, War Minus the Shooting by Mike Marcusse. It was published in 1996. And thanks to a stroke of uh, good fortune, uh, we... Uh, were able to get hold of the rights. Uh, thanks also to Mike's partner, Liz Davies, who was gracious enough to trust us with the rights. And uh, we have now republished the book. It's available as a paperback, an e-copy um, in everywhere except India as of now. In India, it's available. it's been available as an e-copy on Amazon.com, but uh, we are hoping that in a matter of time, it will be available as a in paperback as well. So we'll keep you posted about that. Thank you for all the support and um, yeah, please read the book. It's a brilliant book and uh, everyone should read it. Talks to us today as much as it did in 1996. So, okay, coming to this series, um, could have been 2-0, ended up 1-0. Quite, quite an interesting series in many ways, but I want to talk a bit about the big picture. I mean, these were technically the two best sides playing, um, you know, in a test series. First of all, two best sides playing a two-test series is uh, quite a travesty in itself. I mean, there should have been minimum three tests, if not more. But um, even with it, I mean, India-New Zealand seems to be quite a weird kind of rivalry going on. I mean, India goes to New Zealand, they lose 2-0. New Zealand come here, could have lost 2-0, lost 1-0, lost really big in Mumbai in the second test. Uh, and even history-wise, I mean, you know, I mean, we are talking at a time when the ashes have just started. But, you know, India-New Zealand as a rivalry uh, seems to be quite tepid in comparison. I mean, I, I personally can't remember any really thrilling India-New Zealand test. I'm sure there were. I think there was a pretty good one in the late 90s when New Zealand pulled off a four-wicket win uh, in uh, Wellington, I think. But, you know, not other than that, it's... Not much to choose from. Anyway, what do you guys think of it? What do you make of this rivalry? What do you make of this? Uh, the best two teams playing a two-test series. So yeah, Ashoka, as ever, you can start. I'm I'm a bit confused that you started uh, with the India New Zealand series. Like the greatest uh, disappointment in Indian history happened a month before, right? Like we were knocked out of the World Cup, and then Dravid sir came to the rescue. All that you skipped narrative and went straight to the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, of course, of course. Hmm. Yes, so. Sevag is still crying because someone is still bursting crackers near his home. So that's a great national 
I mean, insult. So we have to address all that. And but uh, yeah, coming to the series, as you said, uh, New Zealand rivalry is already is is not weird. But I feel shocked whenever New Zealand wins over India because you know, with with at least Australia, it's like your school bullies when they punch you in the face, you kind of expect that. Yeah, yeah, they are bullies. And New Zealand are like you know your kind aunties who invite you over, say ha, have tea, have biscuit, and then they punch you in the face. So that is kind of. Uh, you know quite unexpected it hurts i don't believe you said punch you in the face and you didn't say punch above their weight <laughs> <laughs> i i didn't want to be disrespectful to the aunties kind aunties so uh anyway so but it is it is kind of unexpected when they uh, win but that is kind of the pr that is built around new zealand because we have uh, kind of forgotten that they are also professionals and they play cricket to the <laughs> to the best of their abilities and we all think of them as nice people who will just roll over and say here take the trophy whenever new zealand tours india it's always i mean i don't want to even sugarcoat it it's boring man i mean we kind of uh, we talk them a lot uh, the last three series of the, i mean the last series particularly i think we won and i think the one before that uh, it is some ridiculous thing like harbhajan getting a century and then getting out to ross taylor this is not even proper cricket at this point in time it is just some random dream 11 ray writing fantasy scripts for points i don't even know what the hell is happening so in that way it felt weird but 1-0 uh, is is an acceptable result for indian uh, team i thought 2-0 would happen given yeah, i mean they were one wicket away from 20 anyway yeah. they batted for 10 overs but yeah See, today, i mean the, today pakistan showed how it's done to the indian teams oh okay okay now you're bringing yeah. that in <laughs> not not, not for the first time pakistan is showing india Going, how, to, how, in how to do times. it to the indian team so i mean yasir shah showed it long back anyway how to get yeah. the wicket in the <laughs> in the end yeah so sorry now that we are in the in the territory of india should have won two love just to piss off kartikeya india deserved to win two love <laughs> yeah kartikeya did uh, india deserve to win 20 come on you have not taken up the bait he well, he is no he's waiting for rohit sharma topic to come in but that won't happen this series so yeah, i how think how many runs did rohit sharma score in this series and 10 10 how many you know he he was talking to boria greater than 0 uh, or 0 those two choices Okay, but more importantly, I think the more important bait for you is Ashoka saying India-New Zealand test is boring. I mean, what is this? You have not countered that first of all. <laughs> that is actually an interesting point because I think India have been winning in India for so long by such margins. They are so good, basically. And you know, with Ashwin and Jadeja, uh, there is no visiting team which comes with a comparable spin bowling pair. So. they have this huge advantage and now to you have akshar patel coming in and if if you ask me even if you have shahbaz nadeem or someone like that they are also really good and they are not getting a look in so the it's it's getting to the point like where australia got to like around 2004 2005 around that season you know, where they were beating everybody for five years and basically nobody was able to nobody could match their bowling so they couldn't compete uh and so it sort of you know you're becoming immune to how good they are you know and this always happens so i mean the you always remember the times when 
some someone who you did not expect to be that good shows that they are that good like you know the australians in west indies in 1994-95 or india uh, against uh, south Af- against australia in 2001 you know or uh, you know england uh, australia in the 2019 ashes where they had not won the ashes for like 19 years when some you mean 2001 like that, in the india's ganguly led team yes yeah okay, okay. the the ganguly <laughs> you know semi playing captain yeah. okay okay huh. <laughs> see i will take the bait i will always take the bait but it's getting to that point you know and actually if you think about it this new zealand side which came they were actually better equipped than a lot of sides to compete in india uh but it's just it's very very hard you know because india even though ishan sharma is really i think he's not fit and he's not he's not been at his best now for the last two tests he's played he's not been anywhere near his best but even if you take him out there are four other bowlers who are giving the batting nothing you know in new zealand cannot score more than two runs an over against india uh, and very few teams have come to india and managed to score because there it's just suffocating to bat against india and so you sort of get immune to that you stop noticing how how excellent that is you know excellence generally is boring you know so in that sense i think ashoka is right that you know anybody coming to india is boring and i think we should stop the podcast is, here he said the, i am right the with, done <laughs> the thing with, no he's right but the thing with new zealand is like un, unlike england or australia there are no villains also no because england and australia always come with like some gungo partisan uh noise making machines in the press box or you know uh, their ex players are controlling people there's some hangama going on at least even if they are getting hammered on the field you know so at least it is entertaining from an entertainment point of view from sort of a excitement point of view if you are not excited by ashwin's bowling on a slow pitch you know or if you are not excited by ravindra jadeja's bowling on a slow pitch uh there's not much for you in these series so i i i agree with ashoka but yeah, i want to come back that... to the main question still not answered how many runs did rohit sharma score zero Are... or greater than zero are yeah. this, this is not an individual thing it's a bombay quota you have a bombay batsman who made 150 you know this series is done your quotas are fulfilled yeah exactly and and i mean i one the point which i disagree with kartikeya which we will come to is whether new zealand were uh you know equipped enough to uh, come to india as they should have been but anyway mahesh uh, big picture points first you can go uh, and talk about the series and the rivalry and whether whether india new zealand is boring or not i think it's a bit of a travesty that that we have these two test series and you know like like i think kedi is right in the sense that this team this new zealand team is better equipped to compete in india than most of the teams uh, who come 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 to india i mean they've got a pretty good batting lineup and they do have i mean with ajaz they do have a pretty good spinner as well and saudi has exceptional record in the subcontinent you know like uh, the other point that kedi mentioned is that when someone like england or australia come there are these typical narratives which keep people entertained one is is the villain some trolling but the other thing is when someone like james anderson takes two wickets in chennai they celebrate it as if it's the greatest spell of fast bowling world in, in in the indian subcontinent 
and uh, and saudi comes and takes wickets in, in sri lanka he comes and takes consistently wickets in india he's bowled some splendid spells uh, you know even the last time uh, not was it the last time or the one before where he, he had the five wicket haul in uh, in bangalore which opened up the crack open the test was fantastic uh, so uh, it it is a bit of a pity that we don't get a fuller series and even when you're talking about india going to new zealand a lot of the times they tend to be these sort of damp scripts partly because of the the shorter nature of the series like if you remember the new zealand series that we had it it kind of got lost in the whole i mean even when you're talking about india's incredible performances abroad it kind of gets missed out not so much because india lost you know if india had lost a three or five test series in new zealand it would still be talked about you know that's a that's a frontier for them to conquer but because it was a two test series and it was just squeezed out of nowhere uh, we kind of tend to forget so in that sense it is a pity uh in terms of boring i'm not so sure I, particularly i didn't find this test series boring at all in the first test was fantastic i mean i do have some things to say about about that dravid gesture to to pay the groundsman which is quite, kind of ridiculous to be honest because i mean i enjoy such pitches those are the pitches which typically test the sort of so called test cricket fans because they complain about how test cricket is dead and it's boring and it's dry, it's, it's going to be a draw uh, if it if it goes on i mean it 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 took us some exceptionally talented cricketers to to get us very close to a result there it it is entirely possible that like if we if even with an indian team with jadeja and ashwin but without akshar patel it could have been a little less entertaining draw uh you know and those are the pitches which are really the the true test of test cricket fans because they get impatient very soon and they are like oh the test cricket is dying this is the kind of pitches that should never be prepared and how will the game survive and so on uh so and these test these pitches always test you to the limits because eventually the test opens up at some stage uh which is exactly what happened uh i do have i mean i i i just find it very very uncomfortable that that a coach of a team goes on and and makes this monetary reward one first of all it's pittance two even if he thought it was rewar- worth rewarding he should ask bcca to do it rather than pay out of his pocket and three i mean i don't know if you rewarded them because it was a sporting wicket or india got so close i mean if i were in the new zealand camp I wouldn't know how to make sense of it. Like, why would the home team coach pay the home ground curator money for preparing a pitch which is his job? Um, I mean, and it was- also it's like it's bringing us back to defining, you know, basically saying what is a good pitch and what is not. Like, 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 will you reward the Ahmedabad curator for that England pitch? Yeah, yeah. is the question. I think exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think it's not a new practice to uh, to to give what is essentially a tip to the to the staff. No, no. Earlier uh, tip was different, difference, right? But now the, the reasoning the, is that it's a sporting pitch because it's no, wrong. no. But that's uh, he was asked about it, and so he must have said something. But the point is, I think that the real problem here was that the the fellow at the UP Cricket Association went and made a grand announcement saying, "Oh, how wonderful!" You know, where I mean, it, firstly, the way it started is okay. This is a slow pitch, okay, and. the fact that india got 19 wickets on it is something of an achievement you know it, it was not it not many attacks would have got a 19 wickets on it not as close to winning as india got on it but so then the the ground staff is basically trying to defend the pitch and they they are saying oh you know why do you think it was a bad pitch it was actually a really good pitch you know uh, we uh, the indian coach gave us uh, you know reward and uh you know congratulated us for preparing a sporting pitch and so on uh so it's a defense of the pitch you know and that's how i think the story comes about but i don't think the practice is new i mean i i my understanding is that in the past the tradition used to be that this sort of thing used to happen when india won 
but perhaps it happens after every game you know i mean i i know that they do this sort of stuff uh, all the time you know i've heard it from many many people that this is commonplace so oh. this sort of support this sort of informal support is provided by uh, the players uh, for at least the whole of this century and maybe even before that you know yeah uh, usually yeah, it's right. silent I mean, the and, real, yeah the real question is that uh, you know is, is is the up cricket association not paying proper wages you know <laughs> that that yeah, should be exactly. the real question that is the real but, question but that's not nobody asked that no what to do I'm no, seriously dreading the. Like, right, I'm seriously dreading the news cycle from now on, dude. Cricket news cycle until uh, Dravidsar decides to stop being the coach. <laughs> I think we they will not stop until he solves world hunger. Until that, I think everything is going to be Dravidsar only. No, but uh, there will be a flip side to it as well, right? I mean, if uh, India lose, then uh, it will also. I wonder if it will also come to Dravidsar or will it come to. No, no, no. Cheteshwar Pujara has been not performing for the last two years. There has been no. I mean, it, it's like I mean, he's that... trying. No, at least he's trying. <laughs> he's trying with dignity. No, he's trying no, no. humbly. No, no, no. He's he's not been given the space to explore himself. There, there is pressure on him to score runs. When his principle doesn't involve scoring runs, his religious principle tells him to just Dude, bat. England got all out for one forty-seven. Haven't you realized the value of Pujara even now? He, I mean, it is. If England had had Pujara, they would have still been batting. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Pujara would have been battered by now, but they would have. Probably, <laughs> he might have been in. You know, okay. he would have. Now the point is, now that you have brought up that New Zealand, let's talk about it straight away. Trent Bolt got injured. That itself is a huge blow for a team that is trying to compete. I mean, Bolt is an exceptional bowler, and then <clears throat> they decide to go with two spinners. um you know three if you include ravindra but i wouldn't really include him as a specialist spinner he's more an all in the batting yeah, all rounder category typically like a fifth bowler yeah yeah okay and fair enough kanpur okay fair enough you decide to go for two bowlers but even in after you see the way somerville bowls in kanpur you don't pick uh, wagner for mumbai i found that quite uh, uh, weird of course we uh, kartike i will say yeah any selection is marginal and all but the point is that wagner would have could have done really well in indian conditions no the selection is the selection is marginal but that's not the point i think i i i was surprised that they did not play santner next to patel uh, and i think that's because you know people are allergic to playing two bowlers of the same style at, at least especially two spinners of the same style whereas nobody says anything about playing like two right arm seamers or you know two left arm seamers but when it comes to two off spinners ah that's that that that's not that's apparently less common whereas if you think about it like in india with our the indian top order being so right handed you know we there's no really apart from pant there's no lefty player anymore in the indian top order now that dhawan is gone uh, and anyway pant didn't play this series yeah yeah and pant didn't play this series so it's all so right handed that and also that on these wickets where it's turning the slow left arm orthodox has a advantage that they are constantly attacking the stumps against the right hander you know so it is a i think they they i i i know normally i don't have an issue with this with the selection but i think that if they had played santner in bombay uh, they would have done well i mean i don't think they would have won 
but they would have done well no but but, but the mainly the reason why i think that this this new zealand side is better equipped is because uh saudi and bolt are better than most touring sides new ball attack has uh, uh, even saudi and jameson are better than most touring sides new ball attacks just come to india i mean jameson is a force of nature and he's something of a phenomenon i mean you look at some of these uh, you know the spider camera thing uh which uh, it, i think it broke at some point also uh it, so you can see from eye level on the ground when you see an umpire nitin menon standing and then jameson walking past him it's like a giant walking past him and it is he really that that release is really unique in the game you know not many people have that high release so he has a huge advantage i mean we say that you know jaspreet bumrah has this advantage because of his uh, action where you know he releases the ball much later than everybody else jameson releases the ball from a place which is very different to everybody else he gets a different kind of lift he gets his length has to be read differently and all, all that you know i mean i think for example shubman gill is getting caught on the crease like many times against him uh so this is a really good attack you know and i think uh, patel for instance is probably better than a lot of left arm spinners who have come to india you know especially since panesar uh, uh i mean in the first first test you could see the difference in patel from the first test to the second test for instance you know in the first test he's really suffering like really his length is not there you know he's not settled at all but though overs he bowled they helped him i think he was he was much much more settled in the second test you know and of course it was a it was a happier wicket for him to bowl on also because of the catch the closing catching was in play in, in because of the bounce and some yeah, more pace also so i think this attack is i mean in the past like new zealand have come with me okay vettori was the good bowler but they didn't really used to have the fast bowling counterparts to bolt or 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 jameson like not since hadley i would say you know uh, i mean the best i mean who who would you say is the best their best uh, visiting new zealand bowler since then morrison probably uh, you know and morrison also has his i think dion nash had a very good day yeah, in nash mohali yeah day one day one in mohali yeah uh, but did bond ever bowl in india i don't think so right in a test bond might mohali test. not a test no not a test not yeah a test. so uh, so yeah that's that's true i mean and uh, saudi saudi is extraordinarily underrated uh, in when it comes to subcontinent i mean uh, mahesh mahesh said he's like a one of the best overseas bowlers to have played in india in the last uh, 10 years all round i think uh, plus all round i think his last uh, one and a half years has been across formats has been really really good he's been finding some you know uh, good form and uh, he's really good even in t20s and odi so no and it shows right i mean saudi is the kind of bowler that you would expect to do extre- extremely well in new zealand conditions or in english conditions but it shows that even in, in how a bowler of that style and that uh, sort of uh, swing uh, predominantly swing bowler has found such great success in india so it's it just tells you that uh, you know it's not just condition specific but you know it's it's a good bowler can achieve great success in india as well and sri lanka as he has and even uae i think he did, he had a couple of uae I mean, is probably had, not as good uh, but india and sri lanka is fantastic no but uae in that series that they won i remember him having a couple of pretty 
pretty good spells i mean maybe i'm wrong but yeah i mean come on saudi has 322 wickets at 28 in his career man not many yeah. bowlers get that far in the in a test career <laughs> that's exactly that's a that's a pretty heavy duty career you know i mean <laughs> I think yeah, I mean, only the Hadley, only thing I was only Hadley has more wickets for New Zealand than he does among fast bowlers. So, yeah, that's that's phenomenal. I mean, the only thing I was uh, uh, slightly disappointed about is that I felt that you know teams uh, New Zealand could have gone the way of uh, you know South Africa or Australia in the past who have come and said that okay, our strength is uh, seam and quick bowling, and we are going to basically go with that, and even if it means going with just one spinner, that's fine. uh but i think when with bolt injured they were handicapped straight away but i thought wagner would have been a good addition anyway uh selection is what it is but uh, yeah let us get to the let us uh, uh, talk about the story of the mumbai test uh, sort of performance which we will all remember for a long long time whether we will how we will remember it is a different question but uh, you know there have been three times where a bowler has taken 10 wickets in an innings and uh, two of which has been in our lifetime which is itself uh, quite uh, amazing uh, i mean and also that how what does one make of this i mean I, i don't know if it is it can be classified as an all time great performance but at the same time it was very good bowling i mean there is nothing no, no nobody should take that away from ajas patel that he bowled extremely well he bowled far better than you know than he many other spinners have in india but yeah what did you make of that getting all 10 is it just like a freak yeah it is a freak it 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 ends up being one of those things right but had he got only 7 or 8 wickets it would have still been an extraordinary performance I, I, he didn't get much support from somerville from the other end somerville couldn't stick to a length for like more than five balls like every other over he would get tapped for two or three runs i mean he he didn't bowl much maidens at all so there was no support coming and essentially since i think latham didn't want uh, saudi to be you know run down to the ground so so he i just had to hold one end up for what at, at some point he was bowling 24 overs straight i guess 24 25 overs straight so so that in itself is extraordinary he was lucky i mean 10 is actually lucky it means that the other bowlers have to have something gone wrong consistently for you to pick 10 so he he got a 10 and Uh, it's it's a nice story i mean it's not the bowler that you expect to get 10 is what uh, that's what is slightly surprising about it you would expect you know uh, uh, let's say some one, some of the greats that go today like rabada or cummins or or even spinning because spinners somehow get a lot of overs to bowl you would expect uh, lion or ashwin to get 10 i just such early in his career 10 is great man i mean it genuinely was a happy moment more than i mean it was surprising but it was also a happy moment i mean the guy seems to have quite a bit of story back story to his uh, to his life and career so nice that he got a 10 uh, it would have been better if uh, i mean if it would have been better that he got support from other end and he would have been happier with the 6 or 7 and they put up a better fight but yeah 10 is good for him not so good yeah i mean i was uh, looking at the list of uh, bowlers who ended up with 8 or 9 and we were pretty close and i'm still astonished that murli didn't end up with 10 like five times man i mean there were times when he was the only guy bowling he would bowl one end from one end all through the day and he was often had very very little support 
and you know and there was one funny video of him getting 9 and uh, was actually getting the 10th and, and hardly anyone appealing and then finally someone up- appealed and no, they I think I think the batsman started walking I think the batsman started walking so then yeah. they had to appeal so otherwise they were trying to keep it on the down low Yeah, but Vas but, was there, man. I mean, Vas was actually a very good bowler. So no, no, Vas was a very good bowler, no doubt about it. But there were conditions where even like a Vas was not effective enough. So Murli used to end up taking like bagfuls of wickets in back home. How can you forget Dharmasena, man? <laughs> of course, of course, we cannot. As a we as a, after seeing the World Cup final, we cannot forget Dharmasena. Don't worry. Legend. <laughs> Yeah, Dharma Sena. Dharma Dharma Sena, though I think was a better one-day bowler than a exactly. Test bowler. Not Test. Yeah. They didn't have even Vas, for instance. Okay, Vas was there, but point is, if you had to think of one bowler who theoretically had the most chance of getting ten wicket hauls in an innings, it was Murli. You know, like one was not possible. Even Ashwin, you know, like you, as prolific as he is, he's got Jadeja now, Akshar Patel, and and also Umesh, and all the fast bowlers also get wickets. Siraj, Siraj, uh, but but yeah, I think Murli was the, like the the model perfect cricketer to have had the most 10 wicket hauls and for, it's quite surprising that he didn't have even one so what about ajaz i think it's fantastic for him in fact if you if you look, look if you're watching that day he was the only one capable of look who, who looked threatening enough to take wickets and and it was basically the other end was so uh, lacking in penetration that it seemed inevitable even when he had taken five or six wickets like with with kumble you started sensing it only after he took eight wickets and with with like even murli for instance the the one that didn't happen uh, like when people talk about it they talk like our richard adney for instance you know after the eighth wicket is or the ninth wicket is the he takes the catch of the ninth wicket for instance and so on but with this guy it seemed i don't know perhaps it was just me but to me he appeared uh, to be the only bowler penetrative on that pitch and the the wicket was offering quite a bit you know just the grip that he was getting from the surface was so beautiful to see and 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 partly the release in fact you know it's probably the how the ball comes out of his hand and and the fact that he put in quite a few overs between the tests i don't know what is it that changes pitch certainly played a part but he was hitting the right sort of areas so consistently that uh, that i think he richly deserved the the tenic role because the difference between him and the other bowlers was so vast uh, that that it seemed inevitable even after he taken five or six wickets yeah and credit to you know um, the keeper as well i mean blundell was ex- exceptional i mean that catch uh, to to the way the mayank got out in fact after making you know that edge that he got beautiful ball but also beautiful catch at the back and often you know bowlers will end up with eight or nine wickets because there will be some drop catch here or there there will be somebody who misses a chance but uh, here i mean he had great fielding support as well so uh, no i was just thinking about the batting equivalent of this as well i mean just imagine a player makes like 350 or 375 and then team loses by like an innings or team loses by 300 runs i mean it's quite bizarre right if you when you think about it in the batting sense but doesn't seem that bizarre in the bowling sense kartikeya but that's not a that's not a it's not symmetrical like that no because big big innings are equally likely to be scored in uh, draws and wins whereas uh big wicket hauls disproportionately come in wins or defeats because a big wicket haul suggests that it's a result pitch but you, you know the the thing about patel no i thought that basically there are it seems to me there are two types of spinners who come to india you know there are two types of especially finger spinners 
you know the first kind is the the kind who doesn't spin the ball that hard but is really accurate they that that's one way to survive uh, at least against some players on some pitches uh and the other is the bowler who can spin the ball really hard uh you know the great bowler is the one who can spin the ball really hard and has iron control of length and line so then all the dip and the swerve and you know drift and all that comes into play and it's allied with like this superb control of line and line and length and you get ashwin basically uh but otherwise you've seen a lot of bowlers of the second kind who turn the ball really hard and can bowl the magic ball but will also bowl a bad ball you know so you know in india we see like moin is an example bess is an example kreja is another example you know he took 12 wickets in that one test match where it was turning uh so in the in the first uh, in the first test match you know you got the impression that ajaz patel was a fat variety you know moin the the guy who really turns the ball hard and tries to turn the ball hard he's trying to get the ball to dip trying to beat the batsman very attacking but his control of length is not really there but in the second test the control of length was back you know the so he he became a different proposition you know he had to be watched i mean i think he 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 bowled like nearly 50 overs for less than 120 runs uh that was as impressive as taking 10 wickets you know because you know these batsmen are not going to let you i mean none of them are going to going to let our folly go back you know i mean they uh, moin went for four and over earlier this year uh, and on on those you know quote unquote mine fields uh <laughs> but this guy is a i think he's a something of a find i would say i, I mean i i am inclined to think i mean and it was like uh, i don't think it's a mystery because like some of the new zealand guys like they were saying that you know ajas patel is like one level better than everybody else we have and there's no question he bowled beautifully in uh, in U- uh, uae as well when they won the series yeah. against uh, pakistan uh, he's bowled well in sri lanka so i mean in fact yeah. going by his track record his performance in kanpur was a bit of a surprise yeah but that was i mean according to williamson that's because no no game no games in in the run up and no tour match also so the, you know i mean i i get, i i was thinking actually that you know if if the in the old fashioned tour they had a tour match then maybe patel would have been a different proposition even in the first test you know no, i don't i just still don't think he would have got wickets as much because that was really 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 hopelessly slow but uh he would have been harder to play you know he would have missed his line and length less often the left arm spinners always have when they are not hitting their length no they always have this that tendency to bowl the ball like over pitched outside leg stump you know uh and then uh, because in the test match there is rarely a, a fine leg for them like a short fine leg or something like that especially when they are bowling around the wicket so there's always lot of runs behind square like just behind the wicket keeper on the leg side when the left arm spinner is not not bowling right and the other place where there are a lot of runs against the left arm spinner is the square you know but uh, and especially on a wicket like bombay where there's some extra bounce more bounce than usual uh, it's that that you that that's something you notice i mean ajaz is also like uh, you know a bit of uh... I mean, first of all, New Zealand don't play that many tests, and even when they play, it's like a two-test series. Ajaz doesn't even play that uh, at home. I mean, he rarely, rarely will get picked in a test at home because of the conditions. 
So he basically he's played 11 tests. I mean, despite playing for you know about three years, he has played yeah. 11 tests for them. I mean, this was his 11th test, and he's you know 33 now, and still it's young in his career because he began quite late, and you know I mean he's probably has it in him to play for another five six years if not more. So yeah, it's a very sort of interesting situation to be in, like from a team perspective as well. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a lovely story. I'll link. Uh, you know, he wrote a long post himself uh, after his Test debut. I can link that. It's very interesting how he went from a left-arm seamer to a left-arm spinner, and the former New Zealand spinner Deepak Patel had a big role to play in his. career as well shifting him as a spinner and then in that he made a very interesting one interesting point he said deepak patel one of his biggest strengths was that he used to give him basically one thing to work on for like you know a period of time so for two weeks or something ajaz would just be doing that bowling that one thing that deepak patel asked him to do whether it was you know bowling that length or bowling a certain kind of ball or whatever and until he perfected that he wouldn't let him do anything else so you know that's that's an that's a sort of interesting way to i mean that's a good way to coach a spinner especially when it comes to control and uh trying to perfect your art whether he takes wickets or not he always gives you control which is why it was a bit surprising that he was cut as often as he was in kanpur but uh, but again like kd said you know a couple of things one is is that there was no practice and on that wicket uh you know even for like even for ashwin with all his sort of bag full of tricks In fact, okay, just to just to extend on the on the pitch point, why it lends itself to such beautiful cricket to watch, uh, you know, even if it was a boring draw, we didn't end up with like this nine wicket kind of stalemate. Is that it? One, you have Ashwin and Jadeja, and you believe that's like the greatest combination you could get on Indian conditions, and and even they cannot overcome such a pitch. And it's happened before. It's not the first time. It's happened before as well. And then you add Akshar into the mix, who's like this. tailor made person like if if you take peak jadeja and and possibly get an upgrade that's yeah. probably akshar patel you know and that that see if you take a spin bowler and distill it you'll get jadeja that is just the essence and then if you distill jadeja you'll get it's a, like a concentrated version yeah it is just a way for at this point it is just concentrated way for taller is a taller version of jadeja also i think slightly he's incredibly strong huh, that akshar patel and he bowls at like 97 98 kilometers per hour and he bowls like over after over at that pace it's 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 not easy to do like yeah yeah so and you have that combination and even after that and ashwin was trying so many different things and the 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 roundy wicket angle that he was trying was so hilarious you know it was entertaining to watch but it was also hilarious because he was running like uh, across the umpire's vision on top of uh, of disturbing the non striker as well uh and and you know usually spinners are discouraged from experimenting too much and typically like, you know murli kartik went on talking about how spinners have to be patient on a wicket like this and and you know you should not experiment too much otherwise you lose control and so on and and that narrative kind of fits well if you see somebody bowling a couple of short balls but ashwin gives you all that variety all that bloody crazy experimentation with still immaculate control and then you have akshar like like uh, kedi said who's got this extraordinary stamina and the ability to push through at that speed all day and without compromising on accuracy uh, so so kanpur pitch was so beautiful primarily to see the depth of indian spin at work i mean it did, they didn't go on to win you can argue that it still was not enough but just to watch it over 5 days to see them extract some life out of that pitch without losing any control was just magnificent to watch 
Yeah, I mean, and Ashwin bowled like Ashwin bowled seventy-two and a half overs, and he went for only hundred and seventeen in the one one seven, not even one seventy, one one seven at Kanpur, and that's after he was like trying all sorts of random stuff. Like, you know, I think he bowled a couple of leg breaks also at some point. Uh, you know, so I mean, his his control is just something else. I mean, that's not that's not like. normal he's like he's he's not like he's not like a model or a paradigm or a, he's sui generis you know he's there, there's not a you know you you cannot sort of hold him up and say okay other people should do that you know you can't do that so it's not like i mean the one thing that this uh, series i mean like so many series before have but this series but also brought to the fore was the depth right i mean it's quite scary you have uh, Shreyas Iyer coming, making his debut, getting a hundred. Mayank Agarwal coming back into the team after missing, you know, the England series. Uh, I mean, and then doing, making this magnificent hundred. I mean, we talked about Ajaz Patel taking ten in the innings, but the way Mayank played, my God, the way he batted against spin, magnificent. I mean, what so a batting we, performance! Want to make the point that we don't need Rohit Sharma, just say so. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's a perfectly good point, and you should just say it. Like, what is he going to do? I mean, so that's, that's what Rohit is himself has decided. He's like, I don't think I'm needed at home. I know they call me home Bradman or whatever. I'm not needed now that I have cracked the format in in England. I better spend this time preparing for South Africa. So even Rohit has become Sena focused now. He's like, I'll just focus on Sena. Yeah, let I mean, be the home track bully. Let he's me let me wind or something, man. He's not focused on anything. He's, he's let me break. wind you up more and say we need Rohit Sharma as the captain. That's the only reason we need Rohit Sharma. <laughs> ha- hang on, as we speak, is uh, just now as we speak, he's been made the vice captain, and Ajinkya Rani has been demoted. Um, for for those of you who can't see this podcast, Katie has just gone to a corner to cry. <laughs> hey, India's greatest captain, man. They have demoted him. <laughs> So uh, no, the point but, is. But I think Rahane is still picked, though. So we will come to. <laughs> let me. Uh, yeah, yeah, we will come to Rahane. But you know, uh, talking about the depth, I mean, through this series, there was no punt. Uh, Saha is, of course, one of the best keepers in the world. Absolutely, no doubt about it. And, and then he. Than punt. Oh yeah, for sure. And then he gets injured, and then you have this third uh, KS Bharat coming in for as a substitute. keeper and then he doing like he showing what a good keeper he is uh, in kanpur and then saha having an absolutely exceptional test in mumbai on that pitch uh, you know to keep against these indian spinners cannot be a joke and you know amazing amazing uh, test for saha there and the bowling you know uh, india's first uh, string the all the bowlers who are playing here i mean ashwin now of course uh, is likely to play in south africa because jadeja is injured but other than that none of these uh, players may even none of these bowlers may even bowl in the first test in south africa so that's the kind of depth they're talking about with umesh siraj akshar patel and dan uh, jayant yadav who came in for this mumbai test after so long and um, you know had he was a backup he plays only the mumbai tests yeah he's last a mumbai test specialist <laughs> yeah last time he played in made a century you know i mean i still i would still prefer that uh, Uh, Ashwin plays all tests as possible. I mean, I don't care about depth, but I just want to see him. And I was very happy that he got wickets as well because now I am starting to worry because 
this poor guy is not getting overseas tests first of all and now he's bowling in india and these four five people come and take wickets and when siraj was taking wickets i was like crazy what the hell are you doing dude there is only 10 to pick and this guy is coming and taking three of it when will ashwin go past 600 man we are just waiting no no in in mumbai what happened was siraj and umesh start bowling that exceptional opening burst and then akshar patel comes and ashwin by the time ashwin comes after side is already out yeah this is <laughs> this is the worst thing that could have ever happened to ashwin uh, so as a extremely partisan ashwin supporter i feel bad about the depth india is having uh, ashwin took 8 for 42 in 30 overs in that test match what are you talking about are he used to take 20 wickets in yeah book cricket figures man 8 how much how much would he have taken without without this depth think of that uh, no two test three test and all he used to take 20 25 wickets at home and that used to be a consolation point because in any ways these guys are not going to claim overseas now they have made it a policy only they have won in england without him so now it is like written in stone okay sena no ashwin unless jadeja gets injured like this or what not otherwise there is no ashwin so at least give the home quota to no, no, hang on hang on first of all why are you giving them the narrative they want india did not win in england without ashwin because they have not yet won and india did win in australia with ashwin Oh so you are still considering fifth no, test as part of that series is it of course no they didn't ashwin did not play the last test match of that series it was 1-1 over the three tests that he played exactly washington sundar is the one who won us that series yeah, exactly <laughs> but that's just the spirit of you know ashwin in washington sundar which enables <laughs> Yeah so yeah, but, but, you really uh, have to watch this guy yeah you really have to watch this guy you know Rohit Sharma Ashwin he says like gets away dude, like every discussion is like cannot uh, go into Rohit Sharma and Ashwin man let's talk about Mayank Agarwal what an innings please no, but first i bring want up the Karnataka boy <laughs> first i want to make one point we can get to your Karnataka boy later uh, <laughs> but what is your point there were eight first choice players missing in the second test plus two of the middle order batsmen experience but have not made a run like who cannot back to hold save their lives in the last two years if people are to be they are averaging like less than 30 okay so that's like less than guys. 20 hello hello rahane is less than 25 also don't don't be yeah. so generous also that, don't, don't put pujara and rahane in the same bucket dropped rahane was dropped i'm talking about kohli and pujara oh okay Oh, okay. Rani, Rani, is, Rani was not dropped. Don't. Rani don't is already counted in the eight missing people. Eight, eight first choice missing people. Because technically they said he is not dropped. He is injured. He is probably injured. Let's not. I mean, I, I don't. I don't doubt it when they say he is injured. He is injured. Can you imagine? Like I was thinking I, uh, the other day, I was on the bus and I was like trying to make a team uh, for India in 2002 or 2003. with like eight first choice players missing and i couldn't make it i couldn't make 11 players why what what do you mean no it's I mean, like I could you, you just run out of, of names i could i could not think of 11 plausible candidates like we we just never had that those op, those many options like you get to like ikbal siddiqui and players like that you know i mean i mean at home i think uh, you would have had situations where you could have uh, definitely had this but not this level of uh, no, excellence it is ridiculous it yeah. miss fate and still have such a competitive team is just ridiculous yeah that's for sure I especially i mean fast bowling for sure i mean i never have we had such fast bowling depth spin we might have had but i don't know if we would have had this level of excellence with akshar patel I, level of excellence at the third seam, uh, spinner yeah 
and the and the the missing eight players this team would probably still have beaten most teams in india you know they would have i mean because basically with the three spinners there's nobody the of visitors can and field actually i do i don't I, i don't think that's true because i think the australians probably could field a side uh with four top bowlers even in india you know i mean you look at you look at like the bowling performances of people like uh like jameson and saudi in this series and you see that you know uh if you can do stuff with the ball and especially if you look at the indian fast bowlers in india recently uh if you can do stuff with the ball there's something in it for you you know i mean and, and i think a lot of the australians would be hard to beat with this with this side but most others actually the one series which we'll probably never get to watch but which i'd really like to watch right now is uh, pakistan you know because uh you know because now shaheen shah afridi is coming into his own he's like reaching some sort of peak yasir shah is still yasir shah and they have a couple of good finger spinners uh and they have rauf and hasan ali who are different kinds of bowlers so they have actually a nice variety in the attack and i think it would be a great series if it would happen but there's no chance of it happening now oh, sorry before we go to mayank i, I want to just talk about siraj a little bit and then that spell was so breathtaking not just about what happened right i mean you got to consider the fact that uh, that the new zealand seamers uh, which is saudi who had a very good uh, test in kanpur and jamison who's uh, who also was pretty good couldn't get much out of that wicket and you would like and and ajaz was so good at one in that that like i mentioned earlier it seemed inevitable that that he is going to pick up all 10 even when he had picked up only 5 and then you see siraj coming out and bowling like that you would you, you know you start to wonder is it even the same wicket you know like the how how do you like you know i had this question when when saudi was bowling at kanpur singh you know okay let's say you know why wasim does well in in subcontinent or you know why kapil does well in subcontinent or you know you have a, some some understanding of why migral like for instance does well in the subcontinent or why some bowlers don't do well like you look at saudi like if i if i had to watch saudi bowl in new zealand i would think of him as the kind of bowler who has no chance in india like he's got this swing and he doesn't have the pace he's not too tall he's not going to hit the deck too you know and like shot too much out of indian pitches and then he comes and does this and it all falls in place and you watch him i still can't figure out what makes someone like saudi so effective in india whereas it's easier to make sense of let's say in the case of magra for instance and then you watch siraj bowl here and you you see all the elements when you watch siraj bowl you you see all the elements that makes all the indian fast bowlers so successful in india shami and uh, uh, umesh and siraj and it's like a whole different wicket it's like a different game altogether played on a different wicket and all of them are beaten for the movement beaten for pace beaten for length it it is not it is not just pace like if if someone like shoaib akhtar runs through you you can argue that it is just pace but it's not it is extremely skillful bowling which can still get so much out of a wicket which just a f- few hours back seemed like like fast bowlers could get anything out of it you know Uh, that siraj uh, i mean siraj has done this in england as well where he has spells where he just is on fifth gear it's like a car where you just start and it's on fifth gear there is no 0 to 60 progression at all it just attacks from the word go so it's it so i think i've seen spells like that in this english tour uh, yeah, where kohli just told him or he just decided on his own saying that screw all this i'm just going to attack if i go for runs i'll go for runs but i'm going to create as much chances as possible 
but anybody can decide that but to actually <laughs> create chances with that kind of skill i mean siraj was very special and it's it's actually joyful to watch that i mean you get the thrill of fast bowling in india it's very rare no you you can't say that i mean with all these spinners taking bucket loads of wicket this guy just comes in and takes three and the contrast right like you have you know after you see that ajaz patel getting 10 wickets there's this sort of rhythm that has been developed into the match then suddenly these guys just come and just break the rhythm open like they're like what are you talking about i mean we they umesh and siraj just come and just absolutely like they they're full on flat out i mean siraj is especially flat out and umesh is an absolute master at home i mean the he has figured out exactly how to bowl at home and i mean given a choice he will probably be the india's number one pick for a home test i mean that's how good he is i mean shami probably but umesh is pretty close there but yeah i mean they just come and open the test and then then the india spinners have to come and look at the middle order i mean that was that spell of bowling i mean i've seen a lot of this indian pace bowling attack over the last 4 5 years but somehow you know this took me back to like a time when probably like dharamshala in 2017 or some of the spells that shami had against south africa in the home series i mean this was seriously a good passage to watch just purely as, as a arc as a spell of fast bowling i mean ras taylor is seriously has some bad luck to that ball i don't know how he could have he was oh, playing for, yeah it just moved the light i mean the last second and took the off stump i mean poor guy already has having a terrible tour and to get that delivery yeah that was that was just exceptional and and there was that other ball i mean that other ball right where siraj basically i think it was the hat trick ball where he bowls and he he's bowling with such force that he topples over also he and topples he goes, and he just appeals from the ground i mean <laughs> while he's toppling he started appealing also yeah. yeah oh man he's like i mean siraj is like this classic like old school like i would imagine like the 70s or 60s fast bowler right like no slower ball this ball that ball come in seam up bowl as fast as you can and be accurate i mean that's like such that's it i mean i'm not bowl saying full, he's right? uh, accurate is one thing but he's consciously accurate but he's also like brave enough to bowl full all the time uh, i mean that takes a lot of guts for a fast bowler you know it's 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 more like the early ishant if you remember uh, he was always impressive but never had the wickets and naturally because he didn't have the uh, i mean skills as well as the courage it takes a lot of courage for a fast bowler to keep bowling full and and it's not like siraj has had uh, an extraordinary start to his career in terms of wickets per match you know like it's very easy for him to pull back be conscious and and you know look at the average and so on but no this guy just goes full throttle all the time and it's fantastic to watch and look at where so, he's got it right i mean australia england india i mean these are like vastly sort of on pitches like quite different and it's not some pitches not offering assistance some pitches offering assistance he's just the, he's got it everywhere yeah he's, yeah, a, he's, he's a he's a very rare bowler in that i think he's a very uh, he's a very artful bowler you know the you know the uh, this is a very faint memory you know because i was not old enough to actually you know really know what was going on but you know he reminds me so much of akib javed you know uh, in that you know he has this he has this very artful release of the ball 
you know i think i think i always saw somebody does a study on this sometime i think he he releases the ball in like two or three different ways from the hand you know and uh, he can bowl like one or two different types of cutters and he bowls like two or three different seam positions uh and he can he has like these mm, different lines of attacks and different types of attacks and he can basically bowl whatever he wants i mean his control is phenomenal you know uh and you can see that in his first class record you know you don't get that first class record in india as a fast bowler without having control you know because if you don't have control and if you don't have like you know there are a lot of again like just like the finger spinners now there are a lot of bowlers who are at his pace not like not like you know mitchell stark pace but you know siraj uh you know early i want they 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 peak up at like 90 miles an hour but there are a lot of bowlers there who are like very metronomical and up and down and all you know but siraj is uh, you know as ryan harris is another bowler like siraj you know very artful uh you know is and he ta- he also gives the impression that he takes a lot of chances you know he attacks a lot he's very very attacking he doesn't really i don't and maybe this is because of the circumstances because you know he's the third fast bowler and so he has some license or something like that but and he bowls in a very deep attack like he's bowling with the whatever in the spin bowling support that india have but he has this incredibly attacking uh, mode of bowling you know i've never seen him bowl a holding spell no no that, that's right i mean it's like uh... you know you hear stories of uh, imran khan going to wasim akram and saying you know forget about a uh, line and length just bowl quick and or you know don't don't yeah. worry about uh, the stuff i mean this is siraj is basically like you know he's full throttle and it's it's uh, the indian he's got he's got the indian length he's got the english length he's got the australian length he's he's shown that he he can figure out the pitch quickly and he can succeed across conditions do you think so, he figures it out or do you think like they figure it out uh, upstairs I, i don't know i mean he probably does it instinctively but uh, the upstairs you're taking the coaching stuff yeah yeah maybe maybe i'm sure there's a lot of data and uh, stuff that goes in and a lot of uh, preparation obviously i'm not uh, disputing that but i think there's also like for a bowler to execute i think you also need that intuitive understanding of the conditions yeah. quickly and he gets it quick i mean look at look at that spell that he bowled on his debut even in melbourne i mean not uh, not a kind of pitch that you know you you can easily adjust to on a debut and he did and you know i think it comes down to the fact that he has played so much a cricket so much domestic cricket traveled around the world and you know the system deserves credit for that true you think he's now the third default third option after shami and bumra or do you, will you still go for ishant i mean ishant's had a terrific 3 uh, 4 years dude i mean it'll be hard to leave him out of the thing yeah. but yeah what do you think mahesh i i don't know unless injury is a concern which you know recently is a concern i think ishant should get the the nod for the third seamer uh, perhaps not in india you know but when you go to england south africa whatever i think ishant has done so well for so long I think sometimes the memory also tends to be quite short. I mean, I, I know he he's had a couple of sort of 
uh, okay tests and possibly because he was not fully fit and so on. Uh, and because we have this depth, it's easy to kind of say, okay, Ishant is closer to the end of his career. Let's move on. Let's pick Siraj. Uh, but, but objectively speaking, uh, he's still your in the th- top three seamers. And, and especially when you go to South Africa, he should be, so, I mean, so long as injury is not a concern, he should be picked as the third seamer. Uh, or we can solve this uh, very easily by dropping Ashwin and making it four pace bowlers. I mean, we can always do that. No, but India will always play five. No, we'll play five. We'll drop Ashwin and play five. So, we'll play Siraj and Shami and… Bihari uh, will be the fifth bowler. <laughs> These guys will go to any stretch of… Oh, yeah. Bihari who has been in South Africa preparing for this series. So That is also uh, Dravid's like... idea, by the way. <laughs> no, but what, that is also Dravid's idea. Dravid realized that Bihari will not be uh, used in India. Therefore, he sent him to South Africa. And then this bugger goes, uh, you know, uh, gets in uh, ahead of Q, Shreyas, and screws up the whole plan. No, but I, I, come on. First of all, this is such, that was when you have like a set of players, you, there is this whole idea of keeping them for the next series and all. See, now, how will you drop Shreyas? I mean, he has come in and he has scored uh, 100 and all. Now you expect to drop Shreyas for Vihari. It's not going to happen. What is this? No, hey, no, drop Pujara and Rahane, man. Why are you beating around the bush? Just come straight okay, and tell. Okay. We'll come to the Rahane point a little later. But there is another sort of tangential Rahane point which, which pleased me a lot about the Bombay test was, you know, you take Rahane out and then you look at that lineup with uh, with Mayank uh, back in, Shreyas in. Like, they're all fantastic players of spin, you know. Between Mayank, Shubman, Pujara, Kohli and uh, Shreyas, Kohli seems like the, the least equipped. Kohli, Kohli is number five. Yeah. <laughs> the moment Rahane goes out, the spin playing ability of Indian, the, the average spin playing ability of Indian batsman goes up several notches. We are, we are just riling up Kartikeya now. Now I think no, no, one. Kartikeya has to admit for all the tough runs, uh, you know, he's a great batsman against bowlers averaging 24 and 26. He's got to admit the fact that he's, he's a very ordinary player against spin. I think they are all good players against spin. I mean, I think no the, good, but except. I mean, look at Mayank. No, Mayank is exceptional. Yeah, but that's not the point. I think I think the they take more chances against spin. You know, and okay, these again they come off and you know they they're making hundreds good, but it's not going to happen all the time. You know, they will get through. A, they will get to a run where. They, they go through a lean patch and then they will have to adjust. Whereas the thing with Pujara and Rane and Kohli is that they've already been through that. You know, they've been through bowling attacks, planning for them and working them out and knowing where they're, they don't like it and where their problems are. And these guys have not. And so that's why, you know, it's not the same challenge for them. You know, so... I mean, but having said that, I think my, my, my view of batting is that basically you have to establish whether you think a player is good enough to be a test player or not. If he is good enough, then that's fine. You know, and I, I think that right now there are definitely more than six players who are good enough. You know, uh, and there is, given that they are playing five, five uh, bowlers, uh, you know, uh, and I don't know if they'll do that with Jadeja out. Uh, there are really only five spots, you know, because you have Pant and Jadija who do so much batting. Uh, but there are only really five spots. And that means that, you know, you're only, realistically, you're only ever going to be able to play half the batsmen you have. You know, so you, you have Rahul, Rohit Sharma, Kohli, Pujara, Rahane, 
Iyer, Agarwal, uh, uh, Vihari, Vihari, Gil, Prithvisha, uh, maybe Prithvisha, yeah, uh, and who else? That's ten. So, my I I I tend to think that basically, in a the thing is that to play well in a test match, you have to have all the bowlers bowling well, and you have to hope that at least two of your batsmen will make runs in every innings. and that will win you most test matches because most of your batsmen are going to fail you know that's what happens like the norm is for batsmen to fail in a test innings so on average most of them are going to fail and yeah yeah but so, rahane we are talking over 50 tests man we are not talking over one series right i mean i don't i don't look i don't necessarily think he's i mean it's a i mean if you if people think that he's no longer good enough to play test cricket then fine I I don't think I'm not convinced that that is the case. I I mean I don't I don't think that players fall off a cliff like that. You know I mean I I mean there are it I mean you look at the numbers and it has been historically difficult to bat in the last three four years. Uh, you know I mean Steve Smith is doing amazing things and incredible things, but you know there aren't there are many of those players going around. you know so, so let's 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 strike a reasonable compromise i mean i don't i don't I'll, i'll i'll say this i have no problem if they drop any of these five players including rahane including rohit sharma yeah so let's do the reasonable thing and uh, drop uh, rahane pujara and kohli kohli can still be a non playing captain who doesn't come out for toss also rahul But, sir uh, is a non playing captain no yeah, rahul sir can also play it's just you know when he decides no. No, I mean the the fact is that I mean, and of course we have made this point on this podcast often, and Mahesh has also said it uh, quite emphatically. The point is that you know when you go to an away tour, the away averages automatically becomes like a bench, big yardstick and a big benchmark. So why uh, home averages never become a are never a benchmark at home? So Rahane at home. has no i mean has no say to come in comparison to all these players who are playing i mean look at him he's 35th i mean 39th man third 40 players average more than 35 in india and he's 39th where is the i mean you're talking about like you know the whole of indian batting coming before him at home so you know there is i mean you either pick Horses for courses, or you basically say, you know, what? There, there's no. no so I mean, basically, the the Rahane cycle has been first, you know. Oh, he he performed well in Sena, so let's give him the home test as a as a like a reward for that. Like even if he just sails through, we'll reward him for better performances in Sena. And then the next Sena cycle came and and he didn't do too well. Then they are like, okay, you know, see, he did so well in the last cycle, he can't do well in every cycle. So let's give him an extended run again. And then you know in. Quite surprisingly, he had one good home season in between, which actually notched up his averages. So, if you look at the last fifty fifty odd tests, his averages below thirty five, and a good part of that is contributed by the one good home season that he had in between, and and one West Indies series that he had. But otherwise, this whole so even Karthikeya's point, I, I have a lot of time for the fact that this era is harder to bat, and you got to adjust for it. You know, you can't just so. I mean, I wouldn't even put Kohli's current lean run and Pujara's lean run in the same bucket. But Rahane is is unique because he's been very mediocre at home for so long, and he had one sort of great away cycle uh, in the earlier one. But the other thing about Rahane is you break down. No, see, even if you think last four years have been difficult, but you look at the people batting in India, why is his average so poor? 
So there is something unique to Rahane, which is not equally applicable to other batsmen who are going through a tough era. And uh, and we got to call it out for what it is that he's not a good batsman at home. He was he had a good run away, but not anymore. And then with the kind of talent that India has, uh, it it becomes very hard to justify that. So, but can you can you point out any issue, or is it just the fact that some batsmen don't? I mean, are are have a certain records at home, and some batsmen have certain records. No, I don't think if you've seen. Okay, I've seen quite a lot of Rahane at home, as in in Ranji Trophy, for instance, uh, and even at Ranji Trophy. Two things about Rahane. One, I'll talk about his batting at large, and and specifically about uh, about batting at home, is that he's he's primarily a counter-attacking batsman. If you watch a lot of his Ranji matches, he he scores at seventy, eighty strike rate. You know, he just comes down and attacks all the time, and even when he's attacking, and typically he bats in the top order for Bombay. And and he milks all these you know seamers and medium fast bowlers. In fact, uh, Kerry once pointed out uh, his numbers against really fast bowling, and it's pretty good. So pace is not a problem for him. Uh, and when he was at his best, because he was such a good counter-attacking batsman, even when the ball was moving around, because he was able to counter-attack early on, uh, you know he was forcing the bowlers to air in length, and then he had that advantage and so on. I think over time. the teams have started planning better for him they they know the areas in which he's strong at they've kind of you know uh, choked the runs in in his favorite scoring areas and therefore he's had to dig deep on his defensive batting which was never a strength like even when he was averaging 65 and 70 for bombay there was never a strength and, and he, like if, if you remember his early impressive innings in new zealand or in south africa the 96 that he scored and the 100 he scored uh, they were all counter attack innings they were not really him digging deeper and so on so that's i think he's been found out on 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 his release shots and because his release shots have been uh, yielding him less runs he's been exposed on his defensive technique which was always not the best sort of uh, aspect of his batting but as far as home is concerned he's never been a particularly great batsman spin right he doesn't uh, his footwork he doesn't like you know step down the crease as comfortably as other batsmen do he doesn't rock back as quickly as other batsmen do you watch mayank do it i mean it, it, i take kd's point that over time they'll figure him out and whatever but just the way a naturally good batsman against spin uh, uses the depth to crease moves all the way forward and rocks back you don't see any of that in rahane he's a very uh, what do you call a typical indian batsman in that sense and even his domestic success was was essentially you know uh, sort of built on counter attacking innings very counter attacked early on and therefore with the confidence of the runs he was able to also score against uh, against spinners So I, I mean, this is my assessment of Rani. So you chose Mayanka, not uh, Rohit, to talk about batting against spin. That itself now. No, I think Mayank is a far better player against spin than Rohit. To me, Mayank is like almost so. in the Pujara league. I don't think so. Okay, so what do you think? I mean, I think Rani. Rani basically has played thirteen series in India, uh, Test series, and he's averaged uh, more than fifty in six of them. uh but he's also averaged uh well yeah okay he averaged four in that one off test in his debut his worst is actually i think against uh sri lanka in 2017-18 i think he made 17 runs in the series at 3 suranga <laughs> lakmal oh that's that's also the series in which rohit made a comeback scored 100 and the next series in south africa they dropped him they yeah, dropped rahane for rohit uh, uh he played uh his last two series of in india have been poor you know i mean against england he made what 112 runs at 19 and in this one he made 39 runs at 19 so 
yeah his last five test matches in india have been poor before that the last the seven test matches before that he averaged 70 uh in india yeah that was his uh, good run yes and then uh, before that there was one test match against afghanistan and three against uh, uh three against sri lanka where he made a combined 27 runs in those four tests uh not a mino basher uh and before that it was good i mean he he made like 200 runs at 33 uh, when australia were here on those the kartikeya good is uh, also comparative right you have to look at the people who could they, there are there is possibly somebody who could have done much better than him i mean you is can't it? just i mean i don't think so i mean i think i don't think that's true i mean i think they are all equally good you know i think basically the all these people are sufficiently good and equally good i don't think there is anybody in these 10 players that we just mentioned no the 10 batsmen that we mentioned who is like a tendulkar or a or a smith there's nobody like that uh, you know i mean they're no, all but, but okay you don't say sachin steve smith and all of them are together i mean there's a big difference between a guy who averages 45 and a guy who averages 40 even in no, a but, in a but, the, but both are going to win you test matches yaar i mean uh, then where do you draw the line you could say that about a 35 average is all right yeah you could right I, from I the I beginning i think he's saying uh, just uh, write everybody's no names in a cheat paper and then shake it well and then yeah. yeah but listen kartikeya with the indian bowling that we have and the depth that we have spoken about if you pick batsman number 15 to uh, 10 to 15 in your top order it is likely india will win then also yeah yeah so the then then you can't what how do you how then you don't no, uh, the, no, the point is that it's enough no it's it's i mean fine you want to play i mean what what is the what is the first choice indian top 5 right now you know on on form in 2021 right now okay in, uh, in december 2021 i would say it is rahul uh, rohit sharma opening the batting then uh, i would still put pujara at 3 uh, i would put kohli at 4 i would still put both of them in the first choice uh, and then at 5 i would put uh, i wouldn't put rahane right now uh but if i was putting somebody right now at 5 i would put uh, you know basically anybody it's a toss up there isn't a obvious fifth uh but it's not like it's it's i mean it's not like your the no my objection is not to not, i don't object to your point that you know rahane has not made runs obviously that is true that's a fact you know his his record is what it is you know and there are seven out of 13 series where he's not averaged 50 uh under under 50 uh and there are like a couple where he's averaged in single digits and whatever that's all there that's not that's not, that's not my point my point is that the way to judge batsman is different from what we used to think it was that's what i think now you know which is that what you want in a batsman you, you have to accept that all batsmen are going to fail some batsmen are going to be in form for a while and some batsmen are going to be out of form for a while and that's what rahane's record shows i mean he he goes through these two or three series where he averages 60 70 then he goes through two or three series where he averages 50 20 and when he averages 50 20 we say that oh it's terrible whereas uh, some of the other players are their peaks and troughs are not that uh, especially in the top order in the top 3 the players who bat in the top 3 in india their peaks and troughs are not as pronounced you know because i 
probably easier to bat against a new ball in India. But I mean, I don't think the difference is as great as people are making out. I mean, for instance, I also don't think that Pujara and Kohli are in particularly bad form. Now, the judgment that they have to make is whether they're in decline. You know, if if they and I for that, I mean, I think you know all the there's plenty of people in the Indian management and the selectors and all, and they could probably spot that. You know, they can see a player and say, oh, whoa, this guy he's lost something. He's lost a yard or he's lost his eye or something. Something's off, which and it's not going to come back. And that that's something they have to evaluate. But I don't think the figures are going to tell you that beyond a point. Okay, but what about the biggest question that is now we are avoiding for a long time? Is Kohli in decline? I don't know. <laughs> what is? What do you don't to think know? So Rohit Sharma is the captain of one-day team right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, okay. Uh, they're coming. I mean, getting serious. What did you make of you know Kohli in this series and just batting in Mumbai? It was a little odd to see him. Not that I mean, obviously every batsman has his own um, you know times where he. struggles where he's extremely fluent etc but simply the visual effect of watching a gill or a mayank batting against spin and watching kohli batting against spin it was slightly like what, what when did this guy what happened to this guy what happened to do you to... remember sidvi do you remember do you guys all remember actually i wanted to make this point since you guys are saying you know what has happened to the same question used to be asked of tendulkar in like 2007 2006 uh against spin he used to get stuck he used to not be able to get the ball off the square he used to he stopped basically stepping out you know yeah i mean the, he stopped stepping out pretty much after 99 that uh, innings against pakistan then his stepping out became very very sporadic yeah I, he probably did it against uh, australia and mumbai in 2004 but i don't remember much stepping out in that phase yeah yeah I mean, then you get a unique beast i mean we like we were not happy with anything but, he did except for a brief no, phase the, the, but the thing is that this seems to this seems to happen with a lot of players who've been around for a long time you know in that we seem to think that you know they're not no longer the exciting new thing and the exciting new thing looks better no no it's and not I, about exciting I, I new think thing no no the I thing is you've seen the, the see first of all it's not an exciting new thing secondly having seen oh, virat i know over... you don't think mayank agarwal is an exciting new thing i know you think he is like you know copper bottom superstar test player i mean uh, no no just to just to say player. the last two years kohli's <laughs> form has not been that great but but his i mean he's he's averaging 27 against pace and 26 against spin so yeah it's not like spin is his strong point or what not i mean he's getting out equally badly to both pace and spin so and that i was thinking because there that's why i was i just asked on twitter where someone was pointing that because i had this memory and i was not very sure that at some point uh, he used to be very very good at spin like like ridiculously good at spin i mean uh, facing spin and not getting out and scoring runs but that has not been the case the last 2 3 years so i thought it was just me but then apparently someone pointed out no gradually even spinners are figuring it out and uh, apparently teams are now thinking that bowling spin to kohli up front might be a great idea 
I mean, no, there are a couple of points to that. I mean, Katie's point is valid in the sense that there is certain level of fatigue for us of seeing the same batsman all over again, and it's not exciting enough. That's one part of it. The other part is, is that you know, Kohli also as he becomes more experienced, he 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 prefers milking rather than you know, uh, being more flamboyant against spinners, which which also happened with Sachin, which have happened with plenty of other players. But what like the management team managements are very good at these days is that. They're very good at containing even very established batsmen. In fact, even better at containing established batsmen than than the noobs because they don't know how to do it. So, and because the planning is so precise, so good, and uh, and most teams ha- have bowlers who who have a reasonable amount of control when it comes to uh, at least containing, if not con- attacking and containing. Uh, so, I, I, there is no question that established players are the problem. But but having said that, if you look at Pujara, uh, you know. They've tried all kinds of things, but the fact that he's an exceptional player of spin comes through because he always, he can always kind of play those battles and still come out on top. And you know, you'll never see Pujara going through an extended period. I know I was very, very surprised by the last home series. I think last couple of home series, he's not had a hundred. The, the one against England was a bit of a washout. And even against South Africa, he, he got a couple of fifties or probably three fifties, but didn't, didn't score a hundred. And again, this, so, you know, to the extent that I even want to think of a possible phase of decline for Pujara, you know, like the fact that he's not scoring those big hundreds in, in India is, is a bit of a cause of concern. But even then, you know, when you see him play spin, he's so assured. Like if you look at the Bombay innings, you know, he got out trying to come down the wicket and, and work into the leg in the first innings. You know, usually like someone like Kohli, for instance, any established player uh, wants to protect himself against a repetition of that mistake first. So you'll not see them come down immediately. But Pujara is so naturally good at coming down the wicket against spinners and he backs himself in all situations. When he came out to open in the second innings, it came through, right? He was so aggressive and he did the same thing. The first ball he came down to the wicket was a very similar delivery to the one that he got out uh, in the first innings. Uh, so even within that, you've got to distinguish the fact that Pujara is a far better player of spin. And that, that plays a part in why Kohli seems a lot more uh, containable right now. No, I'm just comparing Kohli with earlier Kohli. I mean, it's just the same player. I mean, maybe it's risk avoidance that he's trying something new or, but I don't know. Uh, maybe he he has modified his technique a little bit to counter swing in England and whatnot. And therefore, that is opening him up to mistakes against spin. Might be a lot of things. But, but the current lean run is not because of a particular type it's of not, It's not the lean run. The question was like, when you watched Kohli against spin, you felt that something has changed to prior Kohli, that's that's the question, I think. No, and it's also the whole. You, I mean, you spoke about Rahane being an atypical sort of uh, Indian batsman, right? I mean, it's also Kohli is his approach to spin is quite different to like how many of the Indian batsmen. I mean, you just see like a way a Mayank or a Gill are playing against spin, the approach that they're having. Kohli doesn't have that approach, and it's, he has rarely had that approach anyway. It's not like uh, you know in the past he was playing, but in the the risk avoidance. And how good he was at that risk avoidance and how good he was at milking the spinners, milking the spinners yeah, is true. what made him like, uh, uh, you know, uh, what made him so good against spin. I mean, he could get them away for singles and twos anytime and then occasionally he would get that, uh, you know, boundary to put, put the pressure back. But now he's not able to milk them so easily as before. And your point, Kartikeya, about Tendulkar was that even in that time of decline, he could milk spinners properly. The problem was he was not... Uh, smashing them the way he used to before. That was the argument. The argument was not that he was weak against spin. It was that he was not dominating against spin. 
No, and the, the Tendulkar phenomenon is, is quite unique in the sense that even when he was averaging 50, we were complaining that he was not attacking the spinners. With Kohli, yeah, we are only talking about it when he's averaging 25. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Okay, so uh, we are running out a bit of, uh, of time a bit, but uh, to finish off this podcast, let me just uh, let go on a bit of a, a fun, a small fun exercise and ask all three of you, in your cricket watching time, uh, among Indian batsmen, who are the best, who, who would you put as the best three against spin? I would go with uh, Lakshman, Azaruddin and uh, Pujara. I would go with, uh, obviously, Bhai, uh, then uh, Tendulkar, then Lakshman. Who? Okay. Who? Who's the first one? Azar. Bhai, Bhai, Azar Bhai. Azar Bhai. I think, I think Azaruddin, Lakshman and Pujara will be my picks. But, but just as a left field pick, what I want to add here is, is Dravid. Because Dravid is an exceptional player of spin and he doesn't get his due because... Other players are more sort of flamboyant shots and so on. And please, uh, and he, he please was, on this podcast, at least don't say Dravid doesn't get his due. Please <laughs> don't no, use no. that sentence Sorry. in any context. That's true. That's true. Uh, but but he was exceptional at milking the spinners. And uh, and uh, you know even when we're talking beyond three, even if we, the list is about ten, somehow I don't see Dravid figuring too much in that. You know we'll add Sidhu, we'll add all kinds of players. But Dravid was exceptional at milking milking spinners. So, yeah, I think probably the top three, I, I, I would never question. It's got to be Azraddin, Lakshman and Pujara. And especially for someone who's batted for Pujara for so long, even, you know, there was once, I think I probably tweeted saying, outside of Lara and Lakshman, I've not seen a player who's as good against spin as, as Pujara. And then some people still trolled me with that tweet. Uh, but, but I'll pre- still go out on a limb and say that Pujara is an exceptional player of spin. So, that's that's my top three, but, but Dravid... You know, on a, on a day, on any other day, you could probably sneak into the top three. Uh, what about Vinod Kambli? How can you forget him? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. which is why I'm saying. Which is why I'm saying when you expand the list to ten people like you, will bring in Sidhu and Vinod Kambli and forget David. <laughs> then suddenly I will say Rishikesh Kanitkar, Atul Bhattacharya. Why? Why are you going down the hill so fast? Let's. KD, do you want to come out with a list of three, or you're going to say everybody is good against spin? No, they are, but I, I think there are two obvious names, and the third one is not obvious. The two obvious names are Pujara and Sevak, uh, as, as far as I can tell. You know, Sevak was an extraordinary player of spin. I mean, he he was, uh, I mean, he actually was everything that you know people fantasize about Indian batsmen being against spin. I mean, he actually was that. You know, he 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 demolition. He's played, he's played yeah. spit like it was underarm bowling. So it was like that. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't forget that uh, Melbourne innings of his where Stuart McGill comes out to bowl and this guy's like, hello, goodbye, bye, go. Leave. I don't know. <laughs> I I not Sevak made two eighty four in a day, in five hours against Murli Taran. That is ridiculous. Oh god, that was one of the great uh, innings. And not to forget the goal, the double hundred. And I mean, he made the double hundred in goal. He made two hundred and fifty in 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 less than a day against Murli Dharan. He made uh, three hundred nineteen against Saklen in in two thousand and thirteen. He a made one hundred and fifty five against Warren. Yes, Shane won. Yeah, that was a good match. Uh, that was a good. He uh, made uh, he made lots of runs against McGill. He, and the the thing about Sehwag was that nothing bothered him. You know, Ajanta Mendes bothered. PVS Lakshman and Rahul Dravid and Tendulkar 
in that first series in 2008 when they were not reading him and they didn't know which way it was going off the wicket as sevak it did not bother him i don't think it bothered i mean i don't think anything bothered sevak i don't know why but it didn't bother him i mean sevak would hit spinners on the rise against the break uh and always middle the ball it was extraordinary you know sevak would just i mean when he when he wanted to like really smash the ball he would just smash the cover driver he didn't care whether it was upish or whether it was along the ground and it never got caught he would always hit it for four he was there's nobody like sevak i mean let's let's face it there are there are players of speed bowling and then there is sevak the strange bit is that i never look at sevak as a as a, i mean as exceptional a player of he was against spin i never saw him as a great player of spin simply because i saw him as a great player full stop but yeah uh, gol uh, mumbai those were like uh, i mean those were epic innings against ex- exceptional spin bowling i mean you're talking murli and mendes in 2008 when nobody was figuring them out and that gol innings rightfully got uh, mentioned i think as the best innings of the decade or something in the cricket info one of the cricket info lists so change i'll change my third sorry i'll change i'll Who's change third? my third from uh, tendulkar to azaruddin actually okay eventually eventually you have to admit <laughs> that azaruddin was <laughs> yeah yeah i mean simply for the ease Because with which I, he... I'll, i'll give you a good reason for why you know people have say this thing about rotating the strike against spin when it's turning and that's really hard to do uh, and it's very very risky you know as india india's bowlers have shown against visiting players all the time uh but azuddin was i think the only player i remember who could actually do it like he he could play the ball off the pitch uh on top of its bounce uh, against the spin with the spin however and i mean he was, he could meet the ball so well that he could do it uh but admittedly this is a memory of me from school so okay so i don't know what i would think if i azaruddin was playing today yeah 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 but of course uh, uh, one note to listeners who may be older than us i mean i was not old enough to watch uh, gavaskar at his peak but of course we have heard about uh, sunny being like you know godlike against spin uh and uh, vishwanath uh, of course is god like uh, irrespective so yeah i mean brijesh patel uh, brijesh patel uh, so many others of that era ajit so yeah Wadekar. apologies ajit wadekar you used to take every once to 300 in a day against prasanna and bedi and chandrashekar or something yeah, like that exactly yeah thank you for reminding how he tormented karnataka thank you thank you <laughs> and uh, uh, so yeah so apologies we are uh, on the slightly Uh, we are not old enough to remember that so but please don't take offense uh, we no, completely understand I'm going to that give more offense i'm going to give more offense a lot of these stories over yes are complete bollocks like completely made up like I mean, there come are people on. who think there are people who think that barry richards was a phenomenal player of spin because he had terrific battles against bedi in the county cricket yeah, i mean 15 people are listening to this podcast man why are you driving him away he played four matches against bedi in county cricket in that entire decade okay that does not qualify as like epic battles dude barry richards barry richards said once that he will play the ball only of the edge of the bat and not of the meat of the middle of the bat and he played a whole innings like that okay so please 
keep keep it now no, as great as he is he's not even the greatest richards in cricket so it's okay let's just move on not even the greatest richards true i okay. think now by the end i think we only four people will be listening to this podcast after this yeah. this gets no i mean our, a, a large no, number of our uh, also did that uh, tendulkar once told alan malali i can make runs against you with a stump <laughs> actually he Dude. probably could have. didn't did he tell malali or caddick <laughs> no i think he told malali nah. you know, i can score against uh, you with uh, a stump we have <laughs> listeners above 45 years old we have them generously contributing to our coffee page and all now we have I driven them also i think okay. i think that is it this is the <laughs> end of all that <laughs> okay so no okay but as much as there is a romance towards the yesteryear i still completely completely will believe people who say that gavaskar or vishwanath are exceptional against spin because i mean some of the some of the stuff that you have read and some of the things i've uh, a few things i've seen on youtube tell me that they are probably they were quite uh, excellent so okay uh, let's not get too much into this rabbit hole now uh, thank you for joining us uh, we will be back with you for um, the south africa series uh, you know hopefully we can do uh, some uh, the preview and also uh, you know try and uh, do a memory pod that we do usually talking about a series from the past uh, thank you for listening uh, you know you can contribute to our coffee page ko-fi.com/81 all out uh, you can also please um, buy the book uh, war minus the shooting by mike markesy which we republished recently and uh, yeah subscribe to our podcast leave a rating review and um, spread the word thank you for listening and we'll be back soon thank you ashoka thank you mahesh thank you kartike india have won the test match india have won the series they're going to get back for two india are home lords goes wild